Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2 and meet me at verse 7. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 7. And we're going to dive into this conversation that the Apostle Paul is having to the church in Ephesus which is also talking to you and I today. And in verse seven is the theme of our year. This verse is the theme for True Life Fellowship Church, corporately, as well as I want it to be your theme individually. And Paul tells us here in the New King James Version that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now, in the Passion Translation, I really like it in the Passion Translation. It says, throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Christ Jesus. And so in December, I was going to Quick Trip. And as I was going to Quick Trip, I had my children with me and we went to get some gas and they convinced me to go inside a Quick Trip to get a slushy. That is very rare that they can convince me to do that because I'm trying to just, you know, keep it moving. But they're like, come on, daddy, come on, let's get a slushy. Okay. So we went inside the Quick Trip to get a slushy. We were, they all wanted to get their own slushy, and so I'm cleaning up behind them, helping them clean up. It's taking a lot longer than I want it to take. How many of you have children? You know what I'm talking about. It takes a lot longer than you want. However, once we got them going, we walked to the front, uh, headed to the cashier to pay for the slushy. There was a gentleman in front. He turns around, he looks back at us, he looks forward. Then he gets to the cashier, and he says, I got all of this. And I said, wait, wait, what, wait, what's going on? He goes, I got all of this. And he tells the cashier, I'm paying for all of this. And so he proceeds to pay for all of our slushies. We tell him, thank you. We, we're, we speak blessings over him. He runs off and then we go to our car, jump in the car. I start the car and I begin to talk to the kids about that's the favor of God. We're in line and God showed his favor upon us and bought us some slushies. Thank God for his favor. Well, as I was driving off, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me in my heart. I didn't hear an audible voice. I heard it on the inside of me. He said, that's not the full extent of my favor. And I said, okay. He said, you have diminished my favor to free parking spaces. I'm sorry, free slushies and good parking spaces. That's what he said. You've diminished my favor to free slushies and good parking spaces, but that's not the full extent of my favor. Then he said this to me, and it erupted on the inside of me. He said, my favor is not an accessory. My favor is a necessity. And when I heard that, I immediately uh, said, I have to mark my heart because I'm driving the car. When I get home, I need to write that down, that the favor of God is not an accessory. The favor of God is a necessity. And what we have done unintentionally is we have looked at things that we can do on our own. I was in line that day because I could pay for my own slushies. Now, thank God, because that is an aspect of his favor that God moved on that man's heart to take care of it. But that's not the full extent of the favor of God. 
Uh, I was in line because I can pay for the slushies, and God's favor did manifest. But how many of you know we need God's favor to manifest in things that we cannot do on our own? We heard last week from Jeannie talking about Esther. God uh, had to provide his favor in Esther's situation, or her whole race would have been annihilated. God's favor changed rules and laws on the behalf of Esther because of the favor of God. And so if you're going to accomplish any and everything that God wants you to accomplish, it required God's favor to be upon your life. Now, in Scripture here, anytime, especially in the New Testament, anytime you see the word grace, you can swap out or exchange the word grace for the word favor. Because grace really is unearned, undeserved, and unmerited favor. So if you see grace in the New Testament, you can say that God has provided for you something that you did not earn, something that you did not deserve, and something that you could not work for on your own. That is grace, or you can say that is the favor of God. Footnote, in the Old Testament, if you see the word favor, most of the time it does mean unearned or undeserved, but there are some times that favor could mean you have obtained it or you have earned it. You know there's a such thing as earned favor. For instance, my wife has earned some favor with me. Right. I'm, I'm, she has been consistent and loyal and constant and there is earned favor. But aren't you excited that God can provide for you and I unearned favor? God can get to you and I undeserved favor. God can supply unto us unmerited favor. And this favor is going to have to be upon our life if we are going to accomplish what God has called us to accomplish. Now, to define this word favor, it means preferential treatment. You are going to receive treatment that is preferential or above someone else, might be different than someone else. Someone else might not even be receiving the favor of God, but because of God's favor, you're going to receive preferential treatment. It means excessive kindness. God's favor on your life can just be so excessive and vast and great and enormous and large and it's it's pointed in your direction and God is doing this because he's got something he wants you to accomplish in the earth and it requires that you have excessive kindness in operation. It is unjust partiality. There is going to be partiality, but because of the favor of God, there might be unjust partiality. And I need for you to hear this. Favor ain't fair. Say that with me. Favor ain't fair. Stop looking for everything to be fair. Stop looking for everything to be equal. I'm teaching my children now. Life is not fair. It is not fair that someone has this and maybe you don't have it. Or it's not fair that you have something and someone else doesn't have it. Life is not fair. Can I, can I go deeper? God is not fair. God is not fair. He never said that he was a fair God. He said he was just, but he didn't say he was fair. And so favor ain't fair. And when you have favor in operation in your life, you're going to have 
to go ahead, get some, you know, some guts about you and say, people may not like me because I'm highly favored. People may uh, talk bad about me. I might lose some friends. I might get stabbed in the back, but it's only because of God's favor on my life. And God's favor on my life is what's causing me to do the things that God has called you and I to do. Somebody shout favor. Now, this is important that we have the Lord's favor on our life because truth be told, you cannot accomplish some of the dreams and the visions that the Lord has given you without the favor of God. You're never going to be able to work for it and earn it. And if you have a dream that you can get on your own, it's not a dream from God. Let me say it again. If there's a dream that you can accomplish on your own, you made that up. Because you, you just, you just came up with that yourself because that is not of God. God's gonna always give you and I dreams and visions that require Him to be in the equation. God's gonna always give you something to do that you cannot do on your own and you cannot accomplish it without the favor of God. And let me tell you something. I don't know if you've ever been around any highly favored individuals. Well, if you're around me, you've been around some highly favored individuals. There ain't nothing special about highly favored individuals. Have you ever just gotten close to them and say, I got to figure out what's going on and why are things working out for them? And you get close to them and you find out there ain't nothing special about them. What is going on? I mean, I thought they had the it factor and, and they had something else going on. No, they are just simply walking in the divine favor of God. And God is opening doors that no man can shut. And God is making crooked places straight for them. And they're just obedient to walk in the favor of God. And simply they understand that they may not be liked. And you need to get over this. Say this, say, I'm a person of no reputation. Say it like you mean it. I'm a person of no reputation. You need to get over it. People are going to talk about you. People are going to dog you out. People are going to lie on you. People are going to cheat you. People are going to steal you. I'm not prophesying. I'm telling you things that have already happened in your life. And you just got to get over yourself and say, you know what? I'm highly favored and I'm not coming off the wall to deal with this mess right here. I used to always defend myself. I used to always be like, oh, well, you misunderstood me, sister. I didn't mean that. And, and brother, I can't believe you're leaving the church. You, you misunderstood what I said. I don't even do that no more. You're going to misunderstand what I say. That's going to happen. The, the, the question is, when you misunderstand, what are you going to do with that? And I used to run around and call people and, and chase people and, oh, brother, I just, man, I, I, I just, I, it was me. And, and man, you just meant, well, no, this and that. No. I'm going forward. I'm a man of no reputation. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm going to apologize. If I'm wrong, I'm not too high to say I'm sorry, to say, say forgive me. But if I'm doing what God's called me to do and it's working and someone misunderstands or gets angry, you're going to have to keep plowing forward. Anybody that's done anything in this earth had haters. Are you listening to me? Everybody not going to like you. Stop trying. I'm talking to somebody. I don't know who it is. But stop trying to make everybody like you. They're not going to like you. And if you're going to walk in the favor of God, for sure they're not going to like you because they're going to try to figure out why it's working for you and not for them. And when they ask you, you need to tell them, 
it's the favor of God. I didn't earn this. I don't deserve it. Don't tell them, well, it's because I wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and I pray in tongues. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them, well, it's because I read my Bible or I tithe. That's why it's working. No, 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 no. It's the favor of God. It's the favor of God that's in operation in my life. Because when they hear that it's the favor of God in operation, then God gets the glory and they can begin to believe God for favor operating in their life. But if it's something you've done, they may not be able to do what you do. And they leave your conversation and they think more highly about what you're doing than about the grace and favor of God. But you want them to leave the conversation with you thinking about the grace and favor of God and thinking real little about you. Are you tracking with me? Are you following what I'm saying? It's the favor of God. We're going to have to believe and receive and require God's favor and operation in our life if we're going to accomplish the things that God's called us to do. We cannot do it without the favor of God. We find here in Psalms chapter 44, we're going to read verses 1 through 3. We'll start in the New King James Version, Psalms 44, 1 through 3. This is the story of the Israelites coming out of Egypt. It says, we have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us, the deeds you did in their days, in the days of old. You drove out the nations with your hand. That means your power. But them you planted. You afflicted the peoples and cast them out. For they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own, nor did their own arm save them or their strength. But it was your right hand, it was your power, your arm, your strength, and the light of your countenance, watch this, because you favored them. Now notice, as the Israelites were leaving, this conversation is happening from the sons and daughters of the fathers who experienced the exodus from Egypt. And the fathers told the sons and daughters, all of this happened. But it wasn't because we were so great. It wasn't because we were so strong. It wasn't because our armies were so magnificent. It wasn't because our weapons were so superior. It wasn't because our, our looks were so good. It wasn't because our education was so high. It was only because God favored us. And because he favored us, he pushed through the enemies and allowed us to proceed into the promised land. What I want you to see here is I want you to understand that it's not about you. It's about his call on your life, his favor aiding and supporting you, his favor giving you preferential treatment in order to do what he's called you to do. See, how many know that the Israelites got on the Lord's nerves? How many know that? I mean, they really got on his nerves. When I was a child, I have to, I didn't plan on talking about this. When I was a child, my mom used to read me the stories of the children of Israel. And I used to think, why does God keep supporting them? They keep turning their back and they're serving Baal and they're, they're running away and they're disobedient. I'm like, this makes no sense. And my mom told me, we're the same way. And I thought, oh, yeah, we're the same way. We disobey. We rebel. We do what we want to do. We do uh, opposite of what God's telling us to do. And he still loves us. And he still gives us grace. 
and he still extends mercy and he still gives us favor. He still favors us. And what a mighty God we serve. What a great father that we have that he still favors us. Come on, lift up your hands for a second. Say, thank you, Lord, for favoring me. Thank you, Lord, for favoring me. Now, look at Psalms 44, 1 through 3. I want to see it in the message translation. Psalms 44, 1 through 3 in the message. It says, we've been hearing about this God all of our lives. Our fathers told us the stories their fathers told them how single-handedly you weeded out the godless from the fields and planted us. How you sent those people packing, but gave us a fresh start. We didn't fight for this land. We didn't work for it. It was a gift. You gave it smiling as you gave it. We're talking, and delighting, let me finish this, delighting as you gave it. We're talking about God here saying it's not by your power. It's not by your strength. It is by his delight in you and his favor upon you, giving you things as a gift simply because he loves you, simply because he favors you. And I want you to start recognizing the favor of God in operation in your life. I want you to go some places and recognize, man, that's the favor of God in operation. I know for me, it was the slushies and the God, and God started talking to me about, let's go deeper with it. Let's start believing me for buildings to be paid. That's going to take the favor of God. I don't have that kind of money. I wish I did. I can't, I can't buy the next church building by myself. I don't have it. It's going to take the favor of God. It's going to take his favor. It's going to take him getting us in situations and, 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 and scenarios to where we're getting around the right people and get around the right situation and God then favoring you. If you're headed in the right direction, Antoine, everything is an opportunity. Everything's an opportunity from God if you're headed in the right direction. And I'm looking for opportunities of favor. I'm looking for opportunities of God showing up and showing out in a situation greater than I can even imagine. How many of you with me today? You're looking for the favor of God to show up. Now, Job chapter 22, verse 28. I like this in Job chapter 22, verse 28. This is from the Amplified Translation. It says, you shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. Now watch this. Upon your ways is upon your paths or your steps. God's favor is going to shine upon your steps. But watch this. You're going to have to be stepping somewhere. You're going to have to be going somewhere. You can't sit up at home, kick your legs up, eat some Doritos, and talk about I'm highly favored. It's not going to work that way. You're going to have to be headed in some sort of direction so that God can begin to shine his light and his favor upon your life, and you'll begin to see doors open that no man can shut. You'll begin to see these things when you are stepping in God's direction. The light of his favor will be on you. But watch this. It says here, you shall also decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you. Now that word decree a thing means to declare something out of your mouth. Thing could also mean words. 
You shall declare or decree words and it will be established for you. That word established means permanently settled. So you're going to decree a thing and it will be permanently settled in your life. I liken this as unto a king. In 2 Corinthians, we read this a couple of weeks ago, but it says, because of the abundance of favor and the gift of righteousness, you shall reign in life as a king. This is what it said in 2 Corinthians. And so a king declares a thing, establishes a thing out of his mouth. He, he, he says something and it's permanent, right? This is the law of the land. This is what's going to happen when a king says a thing. Well, likewise, did you know that you are also in this earth kings and priests in the earth? And when you declare a thing and when you decree a thing, it shall be established for you. It's going to be permanently settled for you when you begin to open up your mouth and declare a thing. Now, I was reading this book. This is a book called The Favor of God by Jerry Savelle. I went to Jerry Savelle's Bible school in the late 90s. And uh, Jerry Savelle is a, a man been in the ministry for 50 plus years, mighty man of God. I thought this was an excellent book, but there's a portion that I want to read to you that I felt like the Lord wanted me to share with you today. He says, looking again to Job 22, 28, which we first examined in chapter six, so on and so forth, you shall also declare a thing and it will be established for you. He says here to declare means to speak from the mouth. So according to Job, when we speak something, it will be established for us. Take salvation, for instance. We don't get to go to heaven until we open our mouths and lay claim to our salvation. Scripture says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So in order to put a demand on the favor of God, we need to declare it. We need to get up in the morning declaring the favor of God goes before me today. Say that. The favor of God goes before me today. Say it one more time. The favor of God goes before me today. Throughout the day, whenever we think about it, we need to declare the favor of God all the way up until we go to bed at night. If we make declaring the favor of God a natural part of our everyday lives, then we will see that favor manifesting in everything we do. So we have to make the favor of God by declaring it, make it possible for our lives. Um, death and life is in the power of what? The tongue. We're going to have to declare the favor of God. And I like what he says here. Can you imagine what might happen over the course of one year if a person were diligent in declaring the favor of God? Think about that. If a person was diligent in declaring the favor of God over a year, what might happen? I'm not talking about just playing around with putting, wait, let me back up. I'm not talking about just playing with putting a demand on God's favor to see if it will work. I'm talking about getting up every morning and declaring out loud the benefits that will come as a result of walking in God's favor. What do you suppose would happen if that person would not give up declaring favor, no matter how many attacks came against them? I am confident that in one year's time, that person would be able to look back and see manifestations of God's favor like never before. This is the reason why we make our favor declaration here at church. We're starting the week off declaring the favor of God. 
supernatural increase to take place, recognition, prominence, uh, petitions granted, policies and rules changed. This is so that God's glory can manifest on the earth. I like this one, and battles won in which I do not have to fight. Glory to God. How many just tired of fighting all the time? I mean, I, I, we need God's favor to come and present itself before us like it did for the Israelites. And even even at Jericho, I love it. They didn't even fight Jericho. They just walked around the city just, just quiet the first six days. But the seventh day, they started shouting. And they started shouting and then walls came down and they didn't even have to fight to get into that city. Glory to God. How many of you want to be in some circles? You ain't got to fight, kiss no butt, none of that to get in around some people that you need to be around. I'm preaching better y'all saying amen up in here. But I'm telling you, when God's favor is manifesting in your life, then you don't have to do all that stuff. Some, you know, the world give you, here's 12 steps to get to the next level. No, I just need the favor of God manifesting in my life. I need to declare God's favor is an operation in my life. I want to declare that God is working behind the scenes and that I am a visible display of the infinite riches of his favor and kindness. Matter of fact, put Ephesians 2, 7 back on the screen there, if you don't mind. Ephesians 2, 7. I want to break this down for you real quick. In the ages to come means the future. In the future, to come means will happen. In the future, this will happen. God will show. That word show means demonstrate or manifest. He will show the exceeding, which is surplus, riches, which is abundance of his grace, which is favor, in his kindness, which is giving you something you don't deserve toward you and I in Christ Jesus. So let's say it this way. In the future, God will demonstrate the surplus abundance of his favor in his kindness toward me because I'm in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I thought I'd get a better amen than that. I thought somebody say, hey man. I thought somebody said, that's mine. I thought somebody say, I'll take that. Glory to God. This is what God is saying that he wants to do for us in the future, in this season, he wants to demonstrate his favor and his kindness in your life. Let's look at the Passion Translation one more time real quick. Passion Translation. It says, throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display. Somebody shout visible display. That means people will see you. That means you are going to be on a platform. I didn't say you're going to be famous. I did not say you're going to be famous. I said, you're going to be on the platform so people could see you and they will look at you and say, that is a visible display of the infinite riches of his favor and kindness. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, God has been good to you. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, look what the Lord has done. Now, the haters are not going to do that. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to make fun of you. Oh, look at him. He knows somebody. He stole something. He stabbed somebody. You know, he cheated, whatever. I don't care about them. I want the people that need to see a visible display of the infinite riches of his favor and kindness. I want to be that person that they look at and say, there is a difference between serving God and not serving God. Come on, somebody. I want them to look at you and say, there's a difference in their lives because God's favor is upon their life versus, well, you just like us. You, you scared? Well, I'm scared too. Well, the, the, 
Somebody got to stand up and say, I trust God. I believe God. Well, you, you worry when I'm worried too. No, I trust God. I believe God and watch God's favor manifest in our life. Now, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7, I'll end with this. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7. If you're going through a predicament, a situation, a circumstance that seems larger than you can even imagine or tackle on your own, I want you to apply this verse to that circumstance. It says, who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Now watch this. A mountain is always something that is enormous, vast, large, uh, insurmountable, something that's bigger than what we can ascertain. And anytime we see scriptures a mountain, it's, it's a circumstance. It's a situation that's really, really large. But he says here that it shall become a plain. And it says before Zerubbabel, it should come a plain. Well, here's what I've done. I'm like, who are you, O great mountain? Before Devon, you shall become a plain. Now, a plane is a flat surface. We know a mountain is a large surface, but a plane is a flat surface. So before Devon, this circumstance is going to become flat. Glory to God. It's going to flatten out, and I'm going to walk across. And I don't have to climb the mountain. I'm going to walk straight through it, glory to God, because it's going to become flat. But look at how it becomes flat. It becomes flat with shouts of grace, grace to it. Now, if we swap out the word grace, what word can we get? Favor, favor. So with shouts of favor, favor to it, that insurmountable large circumstance and problem has to flatten out because you are shouting favor to that mountain. I hope you get what I'm saying. When, I, when, when things come up, let's say it's an unexpected bill. I grab that unexpected bill and I shout favor, favor to it. That's what the word says. We're to grab it and shout favor to it instead of, oh, oh what am I doing? What am I doing? I need to get a, I need to get a fourth job because I don't know how I'm going to pay this or maybe just maybe I'll beg and plead and, and do something. No, 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 no. Grab that insurmountable problem and just shout favor to it. You're going through a relation, a bad relationship with a family member. Don't look at them and shout. Just, just by yourself in your room, just shout favor, favor to that relationship. You're going through something with your kids. Some of you are going through some things with your kids. They're getting older and they, they're trying to be rebellious. Don't look at them and shout it. Just shout on your own thing. I shout favor, favor to them. I shout favor, favor over them. I shout favor, favor over that bill. I, I believe that there are some things over your finances. Shout favor and favor over your finances, over your family, over your marriage, over your job. Favor, favor. Don't curse it. Bless it. Are you listening to me? Don't curse it. Bless it. Favor, favor to in the name of Jesus. How are we going to get that done? Stacey asked me, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? I don't know how we're going to do it, Kurt. I don't know how we're going to do it. Favor, favor to it. Because then I'm declaring a thing. Are y'all, are y'all tracking with me this morning? I'm declaring a thing and it is being established. I'm shouting favor to it and favor is working its way right on in it. I'm waking up in the morning declaring 
Today is the day I experience the favor of God. The favor of God goes before me and surrounds me like a shield. Uh, throughout 2023, I will be the visible display of the infinite riches of his favor and his kindness in Christ Jesus. I'm declaring favor, so I'm seeing things just fall away. You're looking at a man today that is seeing circumstances and situations just go away because of the favor of God. God's favor is working it out, and I don't even have to do it on my own. I'm just declaring the favor. I'm walking in the favor. I'm believing God for the favor. I'm asking God for the favor. I'm looking at situations and saying, favor, favor, favor to that situation. Well, how are we going to pay for that? That's more than we can buy. Favor to that situation. I'm teaching my kids. They come to me, Daddy, can I have this and that? You better shout favor to it. Because daddy, daddy not, daddy not going to buy that for you right now. You better, you better say favor to that thing and, and let the Lord bring it to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout favor. Somebody shout favor. Come on, shout favor. Hallelujah. And this is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.